Yes, sir. Welcome back to the Cine Sound Podcast. I am your host, Sincere Williams, and this is episode 10. We gonna get into some motherfucking random shit, just like I always do. I'm always getting into some motherfucking shit. Let's go. Fuck it. Yo. Alright, y'all. So, I'm back in this bitch, and, uh... I don't mean to disrespect nobody when I start this episode off by saying fuck Jay-Z, alright? Straight up, I said that shit, fuck Jay-Z. A lot of people look at him in a certain light. That's cool, do your thing. Uh, a lot of people like the music he makes, cool, do your thing. A lot of people like the way that he looks, cool, do your thing. A lot of people like the way that he sounds, pitch of his voice, the tone of his voice, cool. Do you fucking think? He doesn't meet any of those criteria for me. So that's why I can confidently sit back and say, fuck Jay-Z. I've never purchased a Jay-Z album. Never have, never have, never ever bought anything Jay-Z. I have never purchased Rockefeller. I never purchased Rockaware. I never was caught up in that shit. That was not my shit. I, I did, however, like state property when Beans was fucking with him. But we know about Beans' situation with Jay, right? So I'm not even gonna get into that. Uh, Trick Daddy came out his mouth, uh, apparently on Twitter this week, and said some shit about Jay-Z and Beyonce. So he apparently said that uh, Beyonce can't sing and Jay-Z something something about Brooklyn or something like that I don't know anyways apparently he said some shit about Jay-Z not being the best uh or whatever in hip-hop or whatever the fuck it is he said and then he said uh some shit about Beyonce not being able to sing and shit like man look it's it's his opinion he's entitled to his opinion What's, what's wrong with him saying that shit? He doesn't have to fucking agree with any of that shit. He doesn't have to. It's, it's, uh, it's bullshit. Because 90% of motherfuckers like Jay-Z. That doesn't mean that you have to. The other 10% has to. No, we don't have to fucking do that shit, man. I don't fuck with no Jay-Z, bro. There's no Jay-Z in my playlist. There are no Jay-Z tings in my ting besides Big Pimpin'. And that's because of Chad Butler, rest in peace, Pimp C, UGK, Bun B, Screwed Up Click, Houston. Yeah. Not because of anything else. So anyways, fuck Jay-Z. That's all I gotta say about that. And fuck Beyonce too. That bitch can't sing. That bitch ugly as fuck. Ugly as fuck. Alright, straight up. I'm not gonna, like, since Destiny's Child, that bitch ugly as fuck. And, uh, that kid ain't good looking, and, uh, that's unfortunate. Um, I mean, Jay-Z ugly as fuck, and then Beyonce ugly as fuck. I mean, that way you kid is ugly as fuck. Ugly as fucking shit. Probably smell like shit, too. Y'all probably smell like shit. Fuck Jay-Z. Fuck Beyonce. I don't fuck with that shit. And uh, what's her name? Trina came out of her mouth and posted something on Twitter in defense of the Beehive and all 
all of these uh, Beyonce followers and shit. And uh, apparently she's, she supports Beyonce, so fuck that bitch too. I thought Trina was down. Like, I thought she was really like, nah, nigga, like, down with trick like that. But uh, whatever, it is what it is, you know. They're gonna do that thing. That's just like, I'm how else can you really see it she's gonna stick up for another black woman of course they need that strength they need to unify they stick together they fucking do that shit that's the fuck they do Uh, fuck beyonce and fuck jay-z and uh big up trick daddy man so i'm i'm scrolling in the fucking in the news feed and shit and I see Master P's face pop up and I got excited and shit because I just released that Cash Money vs. No Limit episode a couple episodes back, right? So, and we just found out that Mac is going to be released after serving 20 years. So, after seeing P's face, I immediately clicked on the link and I bring it up and it reads that Master P wants to be the first hip-hop coach in the NBA, meaning uh, the first rapper to really come in and do the shit uh, because of obviously his previous knowledge of basketball from playing in the NBA for a short period of time. He's interested in taking over the position for the New Orleans Pelicans. Nah. I'm not gonna fucking lie, I think that would be a fucking great idea. Not because Master P is who he is to me, but I believe that he has the right motivation and the right look, uh, the right outlook, not the right look uh, visually, I mean like the right outlook. He's got that shit in his head, he knows what to do. This is a businessman. Just don't forget that shit. He knows what the fuck to do. He's done it countless times. He's a billionaire. And this is one of the only men in the world uh, that commands respect the way that he does. Uh, And he's a fucking rapper. He's not just Snoop Dogg. Like, people don't know him just because he's Snoop Dogg. Uh, Master P's a businessman. And... I think Master P taking over head coaching position of the New Orleans Pelicans would be fucking fantastic. I think Zion Williamson would thrive. I believe Master P would also recruit um, the correct teammates to, to solidify Zion Williamson's uh, stance in New Orleans. Uh, I, I think if you don't act quickly, you're gonna, you're gonna lose Zion Williamson straight up. Uh, this guy is on the way out. He's not happy. He's already expressed the shit. You heard it. I heard it. If you didn't hear it, he said he's not happy. So that's it. So now you heard it. I heard it. And, uh, you know, fuck. Like, who, who else does Zion have down there as a support, as a crutch for him? Think about it. Who, who is it? Nobody. There's nobody that can physically contend with him. There's nobody that is on the same wavelength as him in terms of athleticism in New Orleans. You need to match him or or come close, at least try a couple times. We need, like, a, I would say you need a top three in, in the big N.O., man, 
straight up. Anyways, Master P taking over as a head coaching position would be fucking great. They should do that shit. Real talk. Now, I know some of y'all are familiar with the baby. Alright. This motherfucker here. Uh, big ass head and shit. I fuck with his music. Not too heavy. But, uh, I fuck with him. He's alright. Uh, in terms of, uh, who he is, is a person. From what I've read, uh, I mean, it is what it is. You can read a, you could read a novel about somebody and still don't know them, right? So, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know his relationship with Tory Lanez. But Tory Lanez was involved in an altercation with Megan Thee Stallion. Where he shot this bitch in both her feet. Uh, like what the fuck, bro? The world been tripped out about that. You fucked up. You you made Canada look whack as fuck. You're making us look bad right now. We your midget self. We your bald ass. Your fucking five head. You ain't got no forehead, Danny. Bruh, you fucked up. You shouldn't be talking no shit, man. You shouldn't be saying nothing. You shouldn't be out here rapping no fucking no bars no more. You gotta you gotta retire. Give that shit up. Uh, Tory Lanez should, uh, like, should just accept defeat and let it go. Any man who's out here shooting uh, a woman multiple times in her feet, bro. Y'all, minds are fucking waste, bro. Real talk. Anyways, I, I believe Tory Lanez uh, deserves what Megan Thee Stallion dropped on his ass so apparently she wasn't happy with the baby releasing a track with Tory Lanez and she called the baby out and the baby said it wasn't like that uh I didn't mean it to be you know no disrespect no thing like that but then Cardi quoted him saying how he he didn't believe that uh, what Tory did was right and he was in the wrong and so on and so forth and basically playing up Megan's side in Megan's face but then goes and does this track with Tory Lanez and a video apparently in the video there was some sort of reenactment of that night or some some fucking shit. I don't know. And uh, Megan Thee Stallion just wasn't having that shit. So I was kind of happy to hear that, you know, finally, you know, bitch ass niggas is getting carded. Like, fuck that nigga. Fuck, fuck Tory Lanez. We don't fuck with Tory Lanez. I don't fuck with no, no Tory Lanez. People I, I know don't fuck with no Tory Lanez like that. And, uh... Fuck Tory Lanez. Uh, Partisan Fontaine. We all know Party. If you don't know Party, you should. You should go look up some of his fucking music right now. That's right, his name is Partisan Fontaine. I should actually shamelessly plug a fucking song. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna plug a fucking song right now, so fuck you. Uh, uh. Look, look. Look, said I've been ballin' like a bitch Fresh your body sticks Sittin' reminisce, used to struggle with the rinse Back to a mom 
mama, she been coolin' ever since A to a D, best money ever spent Look, diamonds make you squint, sparing no expense Call a, call a goose if I'm ever in a pinch Turn you to a op, he gon' turn you to a stench I put that on the hood, so I gotta represent Nigga outside, nigga mouth wide Finally drop some music, nigga, about time, nigga, hey. on the south side hey. Get your mouth wide, don't get outlined Yeah, so now that you know who the fuck Partisan Fontaine is Alright, Partisan Fontaine Short is party Party is Dayton, Megan Thee Stallion Alright, and uh, he wasn't liking the comments that the baby was saying and he came out of his mouth and he said, fuck the baby. Any nigga who fucks with a nigga who shoots a bitch is a bitch. And I don't disagree with him. I mean, you if you align yourself with bitch-ass niggas, you essentially are a bitch-ass nigga, right? So I think this is the reason why a lot of us are careful on who we choose to be around, right? Because we don't want to be associated with bitch-ass shit, right? So, I mean, it's... Partisan, he, he got he got all types of fucking rights to stand up for his woman and say some shit. Plain and simple. And uh, when it comes down to it, I think Partisan Fontaine has harder music than the baby. I think the baby is a gimmick. He, uh... He's learned to take his style and turn it into an Eminem style type of gimmick and uh, capitalize off it. So cool, capitalize off it, make your money, do your thing. I'm not mad at that. Uh, I just think that Partisan's Fontaine, Partisan Fontaine's music is harder than yours. Straight the fuck up. All right, and uh, that's that. I think uh, Tory Lanez is a bitch. I think Megan Thee Stallion has all right to be upset that the baby is doing music with Tory Lanez after confiding in her specifically about Tory. I mean, that's a bitch-ass move. So for her to air it out, good on her. And good on Party for being the motherfucker that really set it straight. Because after Party said that shit uh, on Twitter... I don't think the baby said no shit. I don't really think anything happened after that. Because I think when it comes down to it, uh, on some street shit, they both know what's up. Uh, if you don't know about Party, he's, uh, he's, he's from New York. He don't, he just don't, he don't fuck around and shit. So, anyways, uh, I'm out this motherfucker looking like Hal Johnson and shit. I'm sipping on fucking peanut butter laxatives and shit. Spinach syrups and shit. I don't know what type of fucking shake you want to call this, but I'm drinking it. It tastes pretty good. Tastes like peanut butter. I'm not gonna lie. It's good. I miss the 80s. I miss that time. I miss the tracksuits and shit. I'm rocking this fucking dope ass shit from... It looks like it's from the 80s and shit. It's from Fabletics. Y'all motherfuckers don't rock shit like that. So, fuck you. I've been rocking that shit first for years. So, fuck you. So, anyways, this outfit I got for uh, Father's Day. Haha, <laughs> yeah, me, motherfucker. Anyways, this shit is dope. Uh, it fits. Uh, it fits very well. It's form-fitting and shit. Uh, 
it's uh it's just not like bright it's not one of those ones that's bright you know it's uh black green and uh, kind of like a teal or something like a like a nice soft green you know like that green from the 60s that used to be on the cars and shit yeah anyways i feel like hal johnson and shit i should be doing some jumping jacks right about now but instead i'm drinking this peanut butter laxative it's fucking great i'll probably shit in a few hours but whatever i don't know if you uh watch uh dj vlad if you into that shit he does a lot of behind the scenes interviews with uh various hip-hop artists and not just hip-hop artists just influential people throughout our time and generation of music uh and movies so it's actually pretty cool he uh sits down with crunchy black from three six mafia and uh that was pretty interesting because i had watched the crunchy black interview that he did uh, a couple years ago or whatever and he was calling him uh glad dj glad anyways crunchy black is that motherfucker i would suggest going to youtube and checking out that fucking interview it might put you on some knowledge uh or just some insight or some entertainment anyways i thought uh crunchy black was was dope for his time i think he was necessary as part of three six mafia uh, I know listening to 3-6 Mafia, I anticipated hearing the combination of the three, uh, Juicy J, DJ Paul, and then Crunchy, but I, I was always in the back of my mind, I was always like hoping for Project Pat to be on fucking every track, but it, it never happened, but uh, he was never officially a part of 3-6 Mafia, he was part of Hypnotized Camp. But he was never part of 3-6 Mafia. 3-6 Mafia was only those three members. Uh, as well as Scarecrow. Uh, Lord Infamous. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Lord Infamous. Sorry. There was four official members of 3-6 Mafia. And uh, Lord Infamous is no longer with us. So, rest in peace. Uh, I anticipated hearing each one of these individuals on a song. Uh, for the simple fact that they were all just so different. But they came from the same place. Uh, so the musical style was there <clears throat> me being a person uh, who creates music uh, I appreciated the, 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 the different sounds coming together on a track and it just sounded to me it just sounded so fucking hard like just you just put a good 808 on top of it with a with a nice crisp snare and the shit just sounds really really hard uh, the Memphis boys really perfected that sound I think when you when you say crunk, uh, I know a lot of people might think of like Lil John or you know whoever the fuck else comes in that crunk category, Lil Scrappy or Pastor Troy or whoever. But I think crunk really belongs to Three Six Mafia because um, it's an underground sound. Uh, it made you get hype. It was aggressive. Um, Three Six Mafia just took it and they made it sound dark and aggressive that's it and uh they created funk i don't know if y'all are aware of that category p-h-o-n-k it's called funk and uh apparently it's like a rebirth of you know the said style i'm talking about right now just really dark
dark, dirty, grimy beats, hard-hitting beats over uh, aggressive lyrics. Anyways, 3-6 Mafia, Crunchy Black, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't really give a fuck about nothing else. Matter of fact, I'm just gonna stop right now and I'm gonna plug some motherfucking Crunchy Black. Let's go. in the fucking who run it video this is the only motherfucker on the outside of the vehicle everybody else is inside the vehicle through the sunroof through the windows crunchy's on the outside of the vehicle holding on to the top of the fucking the top of the fucking the the luggage rack thing and he's wilding crazy who run it and they're ripping through the fucking streets and shit doing 50 miles per hour and shit they're doing like 80k with crunchy on the outside of the vehicle that shit is ridiculous anyways that's crunchy black that fucks with crunchy if you don't fuck with crunchy go fuck yourself if you don't fuck with three six go fuck yourself anyways i heard on this fucking podcast uh this is uh hip-hop uncensored uh big boy and some other nigga i don't know they did uh they did an interview with uh project pat and project pat was asked the same question that trick daddy was asked but project pat answered it in a very smart and intelligible fashion uh trick daddy's just a little you know uh a little more southern fried than project pat is so pat's got some sense in him and uh i'm gonna just play what pat said fuck it what was your perception um because trick daddy yesterday you know he talked about you know jay-z i wanted to get it from a southern rapper what was your guys perception of jay-z no you know i'm gonna tell you something man i i, I like the jay-z like far as his business sense i think dude is like man he's coldest man coldest dude got a a, a gift right like hustling he got a gift he gets he gets to it i i respect it i, I like anybody that that's that's on business and get money i never was into his music though i never was into jay-z music but i mean i could never say he could that he can't rap i mean the dude's soul you know what i'm saying out of New York, who I liked it a lot was I liked it Fab. Okay. I like I think Fab is, is the most underrated New York rapper of ever because I think Fab like the code is him. Yeah. And like Method Man. Them dudes that hard, man. Them dudes that super hard. Fab, Fab the truth though, bro. Like to me, Fab the truth. That's how the fuck you trick daddy should have answered the goddamn question. He should have just uh, put some thought into his words. Anyways, that shit is right. That shit is on point. Thank you, Project Pat, for coming through in the clutch. This interview was just done yesterday, so thank God. Uh, man, Project Pat, it's good to see this motherfucker doing good. Uh, he gained his weight back. He sounds like he's doing healthy and shit. He looks like he's doing healthy and shit in his face and shit. He looks like he's like he's straight, so it's good. That brings me to uh, Big Boy from Outcast. Apparently, Big Boy has bought the dungeon. The dungeon, if you are unfamiliar, is the house um, that 
all of the outcast members from backbone to goody mob to outcast themselves um CeeLo green all of these artists um have originated from the dungeon and the dungeon was the basement of the house that i'm talking about so uh this man went out big boy went out and bought the fucking house and renovated the fuck out of it upstairs and shit but kept the basement the exact same and listed it shit this shit is on airbnb for twenty five thousand dollars a night okay twenty five thousand dollars a night and part of your experience is you get to record a song in the studio in the dungeon that's fucked up they actually recorded songs in the dungeon that made it on outcast's album like they recorded the actual songs there and they bounced or exported the songs and then got them mastered elsewhere crazy shit i don't know though 25 g's to spend the night in a fucking historic place like that for me is just not worth it i would pass no thank you but i understand uh, the significance of of it and what he's trying to do but uh nah bro not for me no thanks i just want to shed some light on another soul that has passed during our DMX time. Uh, Black Rob also passed, rest in peace, as well as Shock G. Um, Shock G was from the Digital Underground. Um, He was the one who actually put Tupac on. So if it wasn't for Shock G, we just wouldn't have had Tupac the way that we had Tupac, plain and simple. So I just wanna say uh, rest in peace to Shock G. Uh, he is a legend in his own right Um, his music will live on forever and uh, very significant to hip hop and uh, his responsibility as well as his role uh, very big so Shock G rest in peace and uh, yeah and that's it for this episode of the Cinesound Podcast Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm your host, Sincere Williams, and I'm going to catch you on the next one. Peace.